0: Three eight one one Well I told you this is the way it would play out. The Sunday shows are all predictable. The pack media, they move in a pack. They don't think for themselves. You watch one Sunday show, it's the same as the next. Every Republican who happened to be scheduled for a Sunday show found themselves on defense under attack. Every one of them because of the Democratic Party press. The way this story broke, quote-unquote, probably leaks from the House Intelligence Committee Democrats. First it was, whistleblower claims Trump pressured Ukrainian president to investigate Joe and Hunter Biden. He held up military aid, that is Trump. Then it was Trump pressured Ukrainian president to investigate Joe and Hunter Biden but there was no quid pro quo. That is, military aid was provided. Then whistleblower complaint being withheld from Congress by Justice Department, the director of national intel. Then it was whistleblowers, not a true whistleblower. He or she witnessed nothing, heard nothing firsthand. All hearsay. Then the foreign minister of the Ukraine denied that Trump pressured them. Joe Biden said he never discussed Ukraine with his son, Hunter. Hunter said in the past he did discuss it with his father at least once. And that's the news. And so the Democrats and the media are working together. And so the the allegation is, did Trump ask the Ukrainian president to investigate Biden? If so, that's grave, they say. Impeachable, they say. We want the transcript, they say. And by the way, they includes Mitt Romney, who has his own mental issues, apparently. Should never back that fool. I'm sure millions of you agree with me now. And so we have nothing. So now we're to violate separation of powers, you see, and now a president's not allowed to have conversations with heads of state. And let's say he did say to them, you should really look into this matter. This could be corruption and so forth. I have searched extensively the United States criminal code. That's not a crime. But we know what the Democrats and the media will say. Well, that's not the test. That's not the standard for impeachment. Well, what's the problem? Well, you're trying to take out a political opponent. Well, let's get all the facts on the table. Joe Biden obstructed justice in the Ukraine, like I said, on Friday. And he blackmailed that government, threatening to withhold a billion dollars in military aid, you know, if they didn't fire the prosecutor investigating his son. Peter Schweizer points out, and I'll do this by way of Roger Kimball's piece, on April 16, 2014, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner, made a private visit to the White House for a meeting with Vice President Biden. Five days later, on April 21, Joe Biden landed in Kiev for a series of high-level meetings with Ukrainian officials. Soon thereafter, the United States and the International Monetary Fund pumped more than $1 billion into the Ukrainian economy. The next day, there was a public announcement that Archer had been asked to join the board of of Burisma. Three weeks after that, on May 13th, it was officially announced that Hunter Biden would join, too. Like Hunter Biden, Archer had no background or experience in the energy sector. In March 2016, Ukrainian officials fired Viktor Shokin. He was the controversial prosecutor general whose office was overseeing the investigation into Burisma and Hunter Biden. Six months later, the Burisma case was dropped entirely. And you heard the video. You saw it on some shows. That Joe Biden is bragging that he himself, the former vice president, played a key role in the prosecutor's dismissal. There's not a single Democrat in Congress who has shown any interest in this whatsoever. Not one. Then we have the Washington Examiner, August 27, 2019. John Kerry's stepson rushed to play damage control at the State Department after his business partner, Hunter Biden, cut a deal with an Olark-owned Ukrainian gas company in 2014, according to internal State Department correspondence obtained by the Washington Examiner. An email released to the Washington Examiner shows that Biden's decision to join the board of Burisma Holdings sparked immediate concern within his inner circle about the political optics. Biden's father, Joe, now vying for the 2020 Democratic Party nomination, was then vice president and overseeing Obama administration Ukrainian policy. In 2014 and 2015, Burisma paid $3.4 million to a company called Rosemont Seneca Bohai, according to the New York Times. And that company paid Biden up to 50000 We know now it's over 80000 a month. During the same period, Joe Biden pressured the Ukrainian government to fire its lead prosecutor, who's investigating wrongdoing at Burisma, raising questions from critics about whether this was related to his son's position at the gas company. Hunter Biden stepped down from that board before his father announced his presidential run. Archer was convicted for his role in an unrelated posi scheme last November, but was recently granted a new trial. There's not a single Democrat in the United States Congress, not one, who has shown any interest in this. Third exhibit, the Hill newspaper, John Solomon. Although Biden made no mention of his son in his 2018 speech where he says, you know, I got this prosecutor fired, U.S. and Ukrainian authorities both told me Biden and his office clearly had to know about the general prosecutor's probe of and Biden's son, Hunter. They noted Hunter Biden's appointment to the board was widely reported in American media. The U.S. Embassy in Kiev that coordinated Biden's work in the country repeatedly and publicly discussed the general prosecutor's case against Burisma. Great Britain took very public action against Burisma while Joe Biden was working the government on Ukraine issues. Biden's office was quoted on record, excuse me, acknowledging Hunter Biden's role in Burisma and a New York Times article about the general prosecutor's Barisma case that appeared four months before Biden forced the firing of Shokin. Not a single Democrat in Congress is interested in any of this. None of it. None of it. Then we have this. From the Hill newspaper. Some time ago. A private equity firm. Managed by the son of former Vice President. Joe Biden Hunter. Struck a deal with China's state owned bank. In 2013. The same time that Biden was in the country. To meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Hunter Biden. Who arrived in China aboard Air Force Two. Alongside the Vice President. and The rest of the US delegation. Was at the time in control of this company. Rosemont Seneca Partners. A private equity firm that would go on to strike a deal with the State-owned Bank of China to create a one billion dollar joint investment fund. In 2013, the younger Biden would be part of an official U.S. delegation to the country. Ten days later, Rosemont, his company, uh, entities inked a one billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. The deal was eventually increased to one and a half billion dollars. One and a half billion dollars. Now, deals made by the firm, co-owned by the government of China, and the two sons of top American officials, that includes John Kerry's stepson, would go on to have serious national security implications for the United States. One such deal was with automotive subsidiary of Aviation Industry Corporation of China, AVIC, a major Chinese military contractor accused of frequently stealing U.S. military technology. In late 2015, this company would go on to purchase 51% of American precision part manufacturer Hennage. Joe Biden's son bought the other 49% in a deal that was approved by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which includes members of numerous government agencies, including the State Department, including the State Department. That would be John Kerry's State Department. There's not a single Democrat on Capitol Hill who's interested in any of this. There's not a single so-called journalist at CNN who's interested in any of this. There's not a single so-called journalist at MSNBC who's interested in any of this. Any more than they're interested in the Obama administration's interference with the 2016 election, putting spies in the Trump campaign, their abuse and violations of the rules with respect to the FISA court. The top levels of the FBI leaking against the President of the United States. And the list goes on and on and on. And today they're talking about impeaching the President of the United States. That if, if he fact, in fact did press the President of Ukraine to investigate the Bidens. Is there something wrong with that? Not only should the government of Ukraine be investigating the Bidens, the government of the United States should be doing exactly the same thing. Now, we don't need lectures from Nancy Pelosi, who went over to Damascus to meet Abbas, excuse me, the mass murderer who runs Syria. Name escapes me as it should. But you know who I'm talking about. We don't need her to lecture us. What is it, Rich? No. Mahmoud Abbas? Well, there's so many mass murders. Uh, I believe he's, uh, he's the Palestinian Authority leader. It's easy to confuse. But we don't need lectures from her or the Democrat Party or any of these people. Throw around the word impeachment... They're the ones who started this a few days ago, as I expected, as I explained. They did this to immunize Joe Biden. And you can hear it all day long, people repeating exactly what I said. That's exactly the case. That's exactly the case. But thanks to you folks, me on Friday, others now today, I don't think they're going to get away with this. I'll be on Hannity tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll try to make the case as succinctly as I can, as is necessary, to do so on the the program. But we we don't buckle to this stuff. It's just like Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton should have been indicted on multiple counts as she was the Democrat nominee for president, but she violated the Espionage Act repeatedly. And Joe Biden has to account for what he did on behalf of his son. And he absolutely did interfere in a prosecution, or certainly an investigation. There's your obstruction of justice in the Ukraine. And he also blackmailed them. Obstruction and blackmail. Donald Trump did nothing. Once again. And there we have these these disgusting Republicans just buckling under. They're so nervous. Yes, we should release the uh, transcript of the conversation. Tell me. How many transcripts of presidential discussions with foreign leaders have ever been released? How many transcripts? I'm not aware of any. And released based on what? There's no violation of anything here. So the Democrats now and the media, same thing, just keep yelling impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. We have a right to this information. It's not the way it's supposed to work. The president doesn't work for the media And the president doesn't work for the Democrats, including the House Democrats. That's not how the Constitution is set up. And they're constantly trying to blackmail this man with this impeachment threat. That's what they're doing. And the closer it gets to the election notice, the more they use the impeachment word to try and affect public opinion. Now, I know there are hosts out there there are hosts out there that don't worry, everything's fine, blah blah blah. This is all gonna backfire. Let me tell you something, folks. These same hosts should Trump lose will have a completely different spin and attitude about it. Don't listen to them. We are in the battle of our survival as a nation. We are in the battle of our survival for our liberty and for our children and grandchildren. This isn't something to blow off or something to dismiss or explain away or spin. This is a battle. And you need to keep your political, you know, arguments ready and make the case. I meant to say political brass knuckles. Yes. You need to be ready. You need to engage. Not just blow these things off and have a chuckle here and there. I'll be right back. love in. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right, you can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit in primus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's in primus i m p r i m i s hillsdale edu. Welcome to Hillsdale. Let's go and cut to Peter Doocy trying to ask a question of Joe Biden. Go. Have
2: you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And so, how do you, know? Let's how talk do you about. know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question: Why is he on the phone with a foreign leader?
0: All right, that's enough. He's he's been scripted, but he said he never discussed this with his son. He's a liar. I told you before, these aren't gaps. The man is a prolific serial liar about his past and about everything else and that's why I got irritated with P- Peter Doocy asked a simple question and he was extremely defensive according to the New Yorker from July as written by Matt Margolis over there at PJ Media um, Hunter Biden said that he discussed this with his father now why would Joe Biden lie about it the same people who went after Trump, his kids his business dealings have no interest in this whatsoever, none can you imagine if, if it was Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr and all this money was being pocketed by Hunter Biden and Uh, excuse me, by Don Jr. and then Trump interfered to get the prosecution stopped and so forth and so on. He'd be impeached over this. I mean, seriously impeached. This is a big deal what Biden has done here and we must ram it down their throats. I'll be right back. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College.
3: that voice now 877-381-3811 I watched it the other night I haven't watched that show in a long time I don't watch CNN because it's fake news but I watched uh, Rudy take apart Fredo Uh, Fredo's performance was incompetent Rudy (laughs) took him apart
0: (laughs) of course that's Fredo Cuomo we were talking off... What are we going to do without this president? He's not only really quite solid on so many things. He's not only shaking up these fools in Washington, D.C. He is hilarious. And that's why he's so damn effective. Hilarious. Can you imagine Jeb Bush there, or Kasich, or the disgusting Romney? No. Trump at the UN today cut one goat On the aid,
4: question of aid from a moment ago, did you tell the Ukrainian leader that they would have the aid only if they investigated Joe Biden and his family? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. But
3: Joe Biden said it about his son. Joe Biden was very dishonest what he did. What he did is he said, if they don't do uh, this or that and get rid of a certain prosecutor, Joe Biden said it. But because you're a faker, you in particular, you're a fake news group of people, you don't want to report that. I didn't do it. And you can, I hope you're going to be able to see a call because I didn't do it. You're, everybody's looking for that call. And keep going the way you're doing because when you see the call, you're going to be very surprised. No, But Joe Biden, let me let me just be quiet. Joe Biden is the one that did a very, very bad thing when he said that. And I think it was $1.2 billion he wasn't going to give unless they got rid of a prosecutor who was investigating his son And the company that his son works for. Then you also say, how much money did his son make from the Ukraine? And then ask another question. How much money did his son make from China based on energy? He knows nothing about energy. So why did he leave China? Why did he leave Ukraine with all this money? So Joe
0: Biden, was very uh, dishonest. Those are legitimate questions. I don't understand the Republicans, particularly in the Senate. They control the damn Senate. Every chairman of every committee in the United States Senate is a Republican. I don't understand why they're not investigating these matters. I don't understand why they're not legitimately issuing scores of subpoenas. Well, oh, we don't want to look political. Stop worrying about what you look like. Right now you look like a bunch of morons. Instead, you have guys like Romney taking up the space. Romney's a failure. He's a, he's a loser. He had to go to Utah to get elected. So I'm telling you, these are legitimate questions, and the Republicans need to stand up, particularly in the Senate. And they should say in the Senate, "You House Democrat, don't bother spending us and sending us impeachment over here. Don't even waste your time." But they should open an investigation, the Senate Judiciary Committee. The Senate Intelligence Committee. The Senate Foreign Affairs Committee. They should all be opening investigations. All issuing scores of subpoenas. All holding press conferences. Just the way the Democrats do in the House instead. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think they ought to release the transcript, says Toomey. Uh, I'm gravely concerned about this, says Romney. Yeah, like- Shut up, you idiots. Do you know what the hell you're up against here? Good Lord, the left is running circles around you. More Trump at the UN today. Cut to go. Now, when
3: you see the call, if you see it, I hope you see it, frankly, uh, you will find out. Let me tell you why.
0: You may tell you why. That may sound strange to some of you. Presidents are not supposed to just give up records of their conversations with other heads of state. Transcripts. I don't know that it's ever been done. The Democrats just want this as an excuse. You know, it's like 60 grand jury information. We demand it. Well, you don't get it. We demand a transcript of the president's conversation. Since when do they get that? There's not even a patina of a crime that's been committed here. They have a whistleblower who wasn't even a whistleblower. Somebody that has no first-hand knowledge of anything. What did I call this in my book? It's a pseudo-event, thanks to Professor Borston. It's a pseudo-event. That's what the president calls it, fake news. It is a pseudo-event. It's a non-event that keeps growing and growing. Pseudo-events need more pseudo-events, which need more pseudo-events. They grow and grow and grow. That's what they do. The Democrats are leaking to their Democrat friends in the media and vice versa. This is another setup job. They're trying to immunize Biden. They think they have a twofer. And take down Trump yet again. And while all this is going on, the good news of what's taking place in the country gets no attention whatsoever. The real threats to the country gets no attention whatsoever. Now it's Trump's defending his conversation with Ukrainian president. Wouldn't you love to have all the transcripts of Barack Melhouse, Benito Obama's conversations with heads of state? We got that one little clip. We didn't know the uh, the camera was on, the audio was on, telling my dad to be, to be, to be, to be. Vladimir Putin's sidekick. You know, after the, after the election, I, uh, you know, I'll have more flexibility. Please tell Vlad. Yes, I shall. I will do. Yes. Nobody had a problem. Democrats. Oh, my God. What did he say? No problem. And so what does CNN do? Goes to Adam Schiff. Fake tapped out. Complete hack. Complete yellow journalist. They bring in Adam Schiff. Why? Because Adam Schiff says what they want him to say. That's why. All right, let's go to, did we do cut two already? Let's go to, let's go to cut two, please, go.
3: Now, when you see the call, if you see it, I hope you see it, frankly, uh, you will find out that I did not do that at all. And you'll be very disappointed when you see it. It's really a disgrace. It really is a situation where it, it just shows the press, you've had such a bad week between Justice Kavanaugh and this and other things, it's showing how dishonest so many members of the press are, not all of you, but so many members of the press are so totally dishonest. But this is a case, I hope you get to see the call, because your question you will see, I did not ask for, uh, did, I did not make a statement that you have to do this or I'm not going to give you aid. I wouldn't do that.
0: Because he has a separation of powers issue and he has to protect the office of the presidency. Congress can't create these uh, pretexts for demanding this kind of information. A president cannot function if he cannot have confidential phone calls with other heads of state. A president cannot function if his counsel, like McGahn, is yanked up the Congress under other pretexts. A president has to be able to do his job. The entire purpose now of the House Democrats and the media is to kneecap this president, is to so thoroughly burden him... And to destroy his reputation and character with the American people, with their propaganda. And the endless subpoenas to keep him busy. Cut three, go.
5: How seriously are you taking the impeachment
3: talk? Not at all seriously. Well, we had a perfect phone call with the president of Ukraine. Uh, everybody knows it. It's just a Democrat witch hunt. Here we go again. They failed with Russia. They failed with recession. They failed with everything now they're bringing this up. The one who's got the problem is Biden. As you look at what Biden did, Biden did what they would like to have me do, except for one problem. I didn't do it. What Biden did is a disgrace. What his son did is a disgrace. And notice
0: they're not pressing Biden as I speak. They're not pressing Biden. They're not bringing Republicans on to talk about Biden on these various cable shows and so forth. It's all about Trump. This is how it works. This is PAC media. This is groupthink. This is what the Democratic Party press. Those of you, half a million of you have read Unfreedom of the Press. That's what it's all about. Their agenda. We do not have a free press. We have a propaganda machine. With some few islands, safe havens, exceptions. Go ahead.
3: Money from Ukraine. The son took money from China. A lot of money from China. China would love to see. He would, they could think of nothing they'd rather see than Biden get in. Because they will take this great deal that we're about to make. And they would really have themselves a, a deal for themselves.
0: Why isn't there a special counsel investigating the Bidens? How come I'm not hearing the the, uh, the calls? The loud shrill voices of the Democrats followed up by the media or vice versa. How come we're not hearing for a special counsel? Why is that? I'm quite serious about this. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to stand still and take a constant uh, slings and arrows here. Vladimir Presteko, Ukrainian foreign minister this weekend, had this to say about all of this. Cut four, go.
6: I think that the situation that's taking place with the Americans, between Ukraine and the U.S., this confrontation between Republicans and Democrats, all these speculations that Ukraine helped the Democrats, that we wanted a President Clinton instead of President Trump, this is a result of misinformation and evil intentions of certain people. We lost a lot of momentum of progress. Those who work in relations between Ukraine and the U.S.A. understood that we worked with both parties. We always valued the help from both sides, and our priorities won't change with relation to the U.S., regardless of who's in the administration different American presidents have supported us and we value the support of Congress but that doesn't mean we could or have the capability of, even in theory, of helping one or the other party I want to say that we're an independent country we have our own secrets our president has the right to speak to another president so that that conversation remains confidential now
0: stop right there other heads of state want their conversations to remain confidential too but the Democrats in Congress are bulls in a China shop they could care less they're in full destruction mode if they can't win they want to burn everything down they've got their little militia wing Antifa out there they've got their growing anti-Semite wing they've got all kinds of things going on in the Democrat party go ahead
6: is the one precondition that leaders set each other so that they can exchange sensitive information. American investigators have the full right to turn to the US and to get this information if they think that our president has been pressured. They can clear this up. I know what they spoke about, and I don't think there was any coercion. There was a talk. Talks can be on different topics. Leaders have the right to talk about any problems they wish. This conversation was long, it was friendly, and it touched on a lot of questions, some of which had rather serious implications.
0: We don't care. We gotta get Trump. This is grave. Grave, says Mitt Romney. Says Nancy Stretch Pelosi. Now, now, some of these these freshman House members who won in Republican or purple districts, they have uh, they're having second thoughts on impeachment now. This might do it. This might do it, depending on Thursday's hearing with the Director of National Intelligence, the acting director. If he doesn't cough it up if he doesn't give us the transcript of the conversation. Well, then, by God, these so-called centrist moderate Democrats who won in these Republican districts, that's the end of it for them. They can't take it anymore. Now they're going to back impeachment, you see. Trump has done it. And, of course, the ladies in the suburbs, we're told, are going to, yes, we've had enough of uh, uh, Donald Trump, the uh, the president. We we cannot uh, tolerate his tweets and... uh, and his the way he speaks. No, 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 no. We, we can't do this. Right, Melanie? Yes, right, Tiffany. I'll be right back. Much love in. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at Levinfrahillsdale.com That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right. So they drag out John Kerry on Deface the Nation when his own stepson is caught up in some of this stuff. His own stepson. And over at Deface the Nation, they don't even bring it up. Cut six, go.
7: The Secretary of State seemed to be supporting on this program uh, what Rudy Giuliani, the President's personal attorney, is doing in terms of calling for an investigation into Joe Biden.
3: Well, first of all, it is what entirely inappropriate this? for the President's personal attorney to be involved in another country trying to find dirt on a presidential Now let's Canada. stop
0: right there. He's not trying to find dirt. There's already dirt dummy. Same guy who's undermining our Secretary of State by going around his back, dealing directly with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. There's nothing inappropriate about our president saying somebody needs to get to the bottom of this in Ukraine. The president's not obstructing justice. The president's promoting justice. Joe Biden obstructed justice in Ukraine and then blackmailed them. Blackmailed them. John Kerry is not exactly a disinterested party, given his stepson. I'm not saying anything was done wrong. I don't know. But his name keeps popping up. Go ahead.
3: Number two, what President uh, Trump has done is an abuse if he has done it. And the way to prove whether he's done it or not is release the transcript.
0: How about we release all the transcripts when you were Secretary of State talking the heads of states or your counterparts? How about we do that? You clown. Go ahead.
3: That's how you get to the bottom of this. But there's just a, you know, for the president of the United States to be leveraging American foreign policy, hawking it. Now, let's, let's
0: stop. You know what? Virtually every president of the United States leverages American foreign policy, if we're honest with ourselves. Doesn't mean they do the wrong thing like Obama and Kerry. This is a guy that gave $150 billion to the enemy. Go ahead.
3: Another country, if that's what has happened, is unprecedented. And the last time a president did that—no, mission- it's
0: not unprecedented. As a matter of fact, your hero, Ted Kennedy, Chappaquiddick Ted, the Cape Cod orca, communicated with the head of the KGB through a surrogate, former senator, and conspired with them on how to defeat Reagan in his reelection bid. It was written up by our buddy, Professor Ken Gore. It appears in my book on freedom of the press. Again. We don't need lectures from these guys. They're just I'll be back.
1: He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark.
0: Love them. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Don't forget to download the Mark Levin podcast so you can listen to me anytime, day or night, even when we're preempted by sports, which happens on some stations like my home station, WMAL. Go to MarkLevinShow.com. That's our home page for the great mothership of websites, our radio website, marklevinshow.com. Click on the audio rewind. It's the middle of the top of the home page. That'll take you to the podcast page. Then you have choices. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever you want. It's easy to download, and I'll be with you all the time. And then you can just play whenever you want. Or maybe you're busy when this show is aired. Again, we have the podcast. It's, it's a massively growing podcast. When you consider the size of our terrestrial radio audience, I understand our uh, satellite audience is massive. We have over 3 million on <coughs> our podcast. Can you imagine if I wasn't doing AM, FM radio, wasn't doing satellite, didn't just have streaming out there, and just only did a podcast? I' bet we'd have twenty million people on our podcast, don't you think so? You never know one day. you just never know. I'll be on Hannity tonight. That's right. nine thirty p m Eastern time to discuss some of this stuff, this latest uh, fraudulent attack on the President of the United States. You know Bill Weld was not just Governor of Massachusetts. He was a U.S. attorney, and he also served as the associate attorney general of the United States. I worked with Bill Weld. Bill Weld is a conniving, unconscionable, unethical POS. He, along with the then deputy attorney general, Arnold Burns, as well as Randy Levine, who I believe is now the president of the of the Yankees, of all things, Anyway, they went to the Oval Office where Ronald Reagan was president and tried to get Ronald Reagan to fire Attorney General Meese, Ed Meese, one of his longest confidants, one of the most decent ethical men I've ever known, a mentor. And they failed. Burns failed, Levine failed, and Weld failed. The three Mouseketeers. And Weld was really a sleazeball. And he did all this to position himself to run for governor of Massachusetts. He's doing a similar thing against President Trump. Excuse me. The man is utterly unprincipled. Utterly unprincipled. And I would argue he's a whack job. And I'm going to prove it to you. He's on with the morning schmo, the banjo player from Deliverance on the bridge, the inbred. With the W.C. Field schnoz. And then there's the lovely. Mika Brzezinski. Uh, who can forget her wonderful father. It's big new. Uh, But in any way that. Uh, Weld was on with uh, the morning schmo. And these are two real reprobates. They're disgruntled. The morning schmo used to be very very close to the president. Promoted him during the primary. As I've told you before the first. Speech the president gave in Congress both joint session of Congress. The morning Schmo was there jumping up and down like a clapping seal. I thought he was balancing a ball on his nose, but Mr Perdizal, it was just his nose. Anyway. So he has Bill Weld on. And let's let's play this. Cut seven. Go.
7: He's now acknowledged that in a single phone call right after he suspended two hundred and fifty million dollars of military aid to Ukraine, he called up the president of Ukraine and, and pressed him eight times to investigate Joe Biden, who the president thinks. Is Let's stop right
0: there. This is what the guy does. There was no quid pro quo. The Wall Street Journal article said that he doesn't say that because he doesn't want to say that he's pushing a narrative. So he's trying to leave the impression that there was a quid pro quo, even though the article says there was no quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. And the Ukraine got its money. Not like Joe Biden, who blackmailed the Ukrainians and they fired the prosecutor. Then they got their money. You see what I mean? Go ahead
7: running against him. Talk about pressuring a foreign country to interfere with and control a U.S. election. It couldn't be clearer. And no,
0: that's not- no, that's, that's not correct. Even if the president said to the Ukrainians, you want to investigate this, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Now, the foreign minister of the Ukraine said, They've listened to the call. They have a transcript of it, too. And there was no pressure. Certainly, the president of of Ukraine didn't view this as as being pressure. So, twice now. So, well, insists there's a quid pro quo when there wasn't. And he insists there's pressure, even though the president of Ukraine, through his foreign minister, and I just played it for you, said they didn't take it that way at all. And they object to the release of any transcript. That doesn't stop Bill Well. Go ahead.
7: Undermining democratic institutions, uh, that is treason. It's treason pure and simple. And the penalty for treason under the U.S. Code is death. Listen to
0: this. This is how sick this man is. The penalty for treason under the U.S. Code is death? He says that's the only penalty. Go ahead.
7: The penalty under the Constitution is removal from office, and that might look like a pretty good alternative to the president if he could work out a plea deal.
0: Listen to this. And he'll be invited on TV over and over again, even though he doesn't have a chance in hell of getting even 1% of the vote. But listen to what he just said. This should be an absolute controversy that William Weld, just accused the president of treason, pure and simple, and then said the penalty, the only penalty, is death. Death. And maybe he can work out a plea deal. In other words, rather than death, be impeached. Now this man wants to be president of the United States. He wants to be president of the United States. He doesn't even qualify to be a host on MSNBC or CNN, where they're all insane. Death? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's a sick man. Then there's Adam Schiff. Now, why would you bring Adam Schiff on CNN? Unless you want to speak through Adam Schiff. You know exactly what Adam Schiff's going to say. Why would Jake Tapper, a.k.a. fake tapped out, why would he bring this guy on? Because he knows that he's a radical. He knows that he's ludicrous. He knows that he has a screw loose. That's why he brings him on, because so does fake Jake Tapper tap out. And then he'll pretend to ask him a question, you see. He'll pretend. Well, they put a question mark on the end of it, but he knows why he brought Schiff on. Schiff is his own kind of Porn star, isn't he? Is there a TV show this guy won't appear on? He's a TV porn star. Cut eight, go.
7: If the president did, in fact, in that phone call, uh, push the Ukrainian president to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden eight times, as the Wall Street Journal reported, is it an impeachable offense, in your view?
0: Now, let's stop that. Isn't that a very, very... Important question, Mr. Beducer? Where the American people are going to get all kinds of information that they didn't have before? I mean, he really knows how to penetrate through the static, doesn't he, that Jake Tapper? Is it a impeachable fence in your view if the president? So we should investigate hundred... Now, we know who Jake is, he... Not just on TV, off TV. We know he hates the president's guts. And if you hate the president's guts, you shouldn't be a reporter or a newsman covering him. You can go on radio. You can give an opinion. You can have an opinion show. But you can't be a reporter. That's one of the standards. One of the things about ethics. Jake. Like, now let's go to Schiff. Here's an objective man, Adam Schiff. I got to believe this guy had his ass kicked all over the place during recess on the playground. Don't you think, Mr. Producer?
8: Adam? Never mind. Go ahead. Well, Jake, you know I have been very reluctant to go down the path of impeachment. (laughs) Now that's funny.
0: Well, Jake, uh, you know, very reluctant to go down the path of impeachment. I believe he or somebody on his committee has been leaking this stuff about this phony whistleblower is not a whistleblower. We know this guy's a leaker, and he's the head of the Intelligence Committee. And he had no problem when he thought he was talking to Russians. He wanted to get dirt. Remember that? On the president of the United States? I don't know. That's okay. interfering with our stuff. All goes one way. Well, you know, Jake, I've been very reluctant to go down this path of impeachment, being an objective individual. <laughs> go
8: ahead. For the reason that I think <laughs> the founders contemplate a country that has elections every four years— that this would be an extraordinary remedy, a remedy of last resort, not but, first resort. But, but, go ahead. But if the president is essentially withholding military aid at the same time that he's Okay, he
0: tra- Okay, listen. Is it like they didn't read the Wall Street Journal article, Mr. Producer? It came out before his interview. And we do a lot of this, if... If, 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 again, pseudo, if this happened, if, then we must, treason, capital punishment. So if a whistleblower who is not a whistleblower, has first-hand knowledge of nothing. We have a Wall Street Journal piece that says there was no quid pro quo. But if, if they're wrong, but i tell you what, treason, capital punishment, and impeachment. Can you impeach a president who's been executed from treason? That's a little overkill, isn't it? Go ahead.
8: To uh, browbeat a foreign leader into doing something <clears throat> illicit—that is now to the
0: light. foreign minister of that foreign leader said there was no browbeating and there was no pressure. See, this whole thing is not news; it's just a lie. There's no pressure, according to the president of the Ukraine who received the conversation. I don't even care if there was, but there wasn't. The whistleblower is not a whistleblower; he has no first-hand knowledge. There was no quid pro quo, according to the Wall Street Journal, not me. And yet they still have this discussion on CNN. Incredible. Now we're a war news operation here, you know, CNN. Uh... Go ahead.
8: Dirt on his opponent during a presidential campaign. Uh, then that may be the only minute, way. Dirt
0: on his opponent during a presidential campaign. That never happens, does it, Mr. Producer? What was the, uh, the dossier? Wasn't that attempt at dirt, a setup of the President of the United States using Russians? Hey, we can't have that. Wait a minute, we did that. And there's Jake Tapper. Looks like he's sitting on a cucumber all the time. What? What? That goofy look on his face. You understand they're just staring into a camera. They're just staring into a camera. They're not even looking at another human being. They're just staring into the camera. Doesn't interrupt and say... Wait a minute! Isn't that what you guys are accused of with this dossier? Not a word. Go ahead.
8: That is coequal to the the evil uh, that that conduct represents. Ah, Shut
0: up, you idiot! This might sell in L.A. It doesn't sell in the rest of the country. What size neck do you think he has? Like a twelve? Like a fourth grader or something? What do you think, Mister Producer? You think the, the is it what the circumference? You think you think it's like twelve inches? Something's weird there. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit. But most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? how much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real, USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. There's a chance at nothing. But there she is. Cut, nine, go.
9: Just in the last 48 hours, yet again, we find that he is in cahoots with a foreign government to manipulate the outcome of this election for president of the United oh, shut
0: States. shut up, you idiot. My God, it's your party. The DNC and Hillary Clinton that paid for the dossier involving a an ex-foreign British spy involved uh, some Russian apparatchiks, put together your phony dossier. Then your hero, Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama, and the Democrats within our government lied to a federal court, the FISA court, not once, not twice, not thrice, four times. Four times. Give me this crap that you're concerned about foreign interference in anything. The Ukrainian government also interfered in the election on behalf of Hillary Clinton. You don't even mention that. Not a word. You don't mention a word that Obama interfered in the Israeli election several years ago. That doesn't bother you. Or that John F. Student Kerry is still interfering with our foreign policy and undermining this president with respect to Iran. That doesn't bother Kamala. Then there's Julian Castro. But they're all Castro's as far as I'm concerned. Cut, 10, go.
8: The president is using his
3: office to strong arm another country into investigating a political opponent.
0: Yes, that's the political opponent who you said has dementia for all intents and purposes. That guy, Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden, you see. Joe Biden was trying to influence his candidacy by trying to get the prosecutor, and successfully so, to back off of his son. It was Joe Biden who was trying to cover up what was going on for the sake of his own candidacy. You, go ahead.
3: If that's true, that is certainly an impeachable offense.
0: Oh, thank you. Gee. When Donald Trump blows his nose, they view it as an impeachable offense. Then there's Brian Helter Stelter. Now, Brian Helton Stelter, believe it or not, is not running for office as a Democratic candidate. Instead, he's one of them pretending to be a media reporter. A media reporter? That's kind of a weird thing. I'm reporting on myself. But anyway, listen to this idiot. Cut 11. Go. Some right wing websites are already saying the whistleblower story is a yes. bust. <laughs> this guy's no ratings whatsoever. No ratings whatsoever. And, and, and look, you can make fun of my voice, but his? I'm like. Uh, my voice is like Frank Sinatra compared to this guy. You know, uh, some right-wing uh, websites out there. Oh, yeah, there are other out there, the right-wing websites. And I'm going to check the reporter over here. When we return, we want to hear more from Brian stuff. We'll be right back. Yeah! With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com BrickHouseLevin.com Offer code LEVIN.
1: Nobody says it.
3: Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877 381
0: 3811. Mortgage rates are down more than 1% since late 2018. In fact, according to Freddie Mac, if you were looking for a $300,000 mortgage late last year, you'd pay $240 more per month than you would right now. Now, can you believe it? What a difference a lower rate can make in your budget. Here's how to make it happen for you. Call my good friends at American Financing. Even if you bought your home more than a year ago, their salary-based mortgage consultants can see if there's a better rate out there. There's no upfront fees, no pressure, no obligation. Why not see what they can do for you? They give you personal care, and they will tailor your loan just for you. Even if you can't lower your mortgage rate, maybe you can consolidate high-interest debt like credit cards, which can put up to $1,000 back into your pocket every month. You may even be able to postpone two mortgage payments. There's a lot of possibilities here when rates are like this, when you go to a family-owned company that cares about you, like American Financing. And it only takes 10 minutes to start when you call them. Here's the number, 888-900-1828. 888-900-1828. 888 Or you can go online to America Financing. That's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182-334-www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I have to talk that fast, you know, when I'm on TV and I have a short segment, Mr. Producer. Yeah. Hurry up. Get it all in. Anyway, we will do our best. Let's go back to Brian Helter-Stelter. This is why you hate the media. Because the media hate you. They think you're stupid and you're smart. And I would say I uh, to my friends at Fox, it's a very lucky thing that I'm affiliated with Fox, Mr. Producer. You understand my point? Uh, there's a, supple, a, a few people over there that I would be eviscerating right now. But I'll keep my, my mouth shut. i got to play fair. Brian Helterstelter on CNN. Cut 11, go.
5: Some right-wing websites are already saying the whistleblower story is a bust. No,
0: no, no, but but we're not just saying that the the whistleblower story is a bust. He's not even a whistleblower, Brian. He didn't hear anything directly. He didn't see anything directly. There's nothing firsthand. So why did you say that? Lying right out of the box.
5: Go ahead. But we still haven't seen the complaint yet. It's a little bit like William Barr coming out and spinning the Mueller report findings before any of us were allowed to. But he was right leave.
0: about the Mueller report, and you've been wrong for years. You've been wrong for years. You're an unprofessional hack, may I say. William Barr is a professional prosecutor, professional lawyer, attorney general twice. What have you accomplished in your life? Nothing.
5: Go ahead. So in this poisoned information space, the press needs to provide... Wait a minute. Clear... Poison information space? Go ahead. Questions ...of what is going on. This is a very complicated story. No,
0: it's not complicated in the least. Joe Biden and his family are corrupt. Joe Biden stepped in to protect his son. And Joe Biden stepped in to protect his own candidacy because he knew he would run. So he threatened... The Ukrainian government. Either fire that prosecutor or I will withhold a billion dollars in American aid. It's annoying. I can't keep doing this. And that's what he did. You know what we call that? Where I come from in Philadelphia, Mr. Producer? Corruption. The Biden family is corrupt. And the Democrats know it. And Brian knows it. So they're doing everything they can to deflect and protect they don't really want this guy to be the nominee, but they're afraid he might be. They know he walks into walls, but this is a problem.
5: Go ahead. Big picture from the Washington Post, Dan Balls this morning. He wrote this in the... Dan who? Of-
0: Dan Balls? That's B-A-L-Z, I believe. What kind of name is Dan, Mr. Producer? Anyway, go ahead.
5: Post, Based on what has so far been reported, the president asked, encouraged, or demanded that the leader of a foreign government undertake an investigation designed to produce info that could damage a potential...
0: Now they're quoting each other. They don't have facts, but they're quoting each other. You know, as Dan Balls says at the Washington Post, I'm waiting for Dan Balls to quote, Helter, nobody quotes Helter Stelter. They laugh at him. They laugh at him. I laugh at him. Why do you think I plan? And then, there's Carl Bernstein, who obviously has uh, angina, or he's got uh, acid reflux. But his food is reversing on him, I'm trying to say. You understand what I mean, Mr. Producer? I can't imagine sitting on the... Uh, In the studio with this guy. Not without a gas mask or something. He's like four hundred and twelve pounds. He doesn't know how to blow his nose, wash his hair. Thinks he's a journalist. He said And everything is Watergate. This is worse than Watergate. (laughs) Worse than Watergate. We've seen anything like it. Watergate. Nixon. It's like Nixon. Watergate, Nixon. It's like, what, Nixon? Hey, thanks for coming in, Carl. And then you got the the Sacco and Vansetti of media. You got Stelter and Bernstein on there. Cut 12, go. Well, I think the first
2: thing is uh, to find out exactly what has happened here. Uh, And if the reporting of Shane Harris and Wall Street Journal... uh,
0: What, What is that in the background? It's from the feet. Is it his stomach? Can you take it from the top again, please? Go ahead.
2: Well, I think the first thing is uh, to find out exactly what has happened here. Yes, uh, yes. And if the reporting of oh, Shane yeah. Harris and Wall Street Journal, oh, uh, is accurate, and it seems to be, uh, it clearly moves toward a grievous abuse of power. Uh, ah,
0: yeah. grievous abuse of power. Grievous abuse of power. These Republicans are always in a grievous uh, abuse of power Nixon Reagan Bush, Bush. Trump uh. Go ahead I keep
2: getting asked Are there echoes of Watergate in this? Yes, yes, and of course, there are of course. in the following ways yes, yes. Watergate was very much an attempt by Richard Nixon to undermine yes. the democratic electoral process of the United States Sounds like
0: Obama Sounds like Hillary Clinton. Go ahead.
2: Our very basis of democracy, the electoral system, by trying through political espionage and sabotage. Oh,
0: I see. And I'm sure Carl's been all over what the FBI did to candidate Trump. No, he hasn't, actually. This guy's a fraud. He's a blowhard, a bloated blowhard, may I say. This guy's one big fat carbon footprint. May I say that? May I say that? As you know, I'm chairman of Fat is United, or FU. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, Carl's the perfect FU member. Go ahead opposition party into nominating
2: through political dirty tricks and misinformation its weakest candidate, George McGovern instead of its strongest candidate who Nixon didn't want to run against, uh, who was Senator Edmund Muskie. Oh, I see. So
0: <laughs> these guys are so may I say screwed up? Am I allowed to say that on the air? I think I am. Uh, so Nixon controlled who the Democrats nominated you see. And Nixon stopped Muskie and got McGovern nominated. This guy's such a puke. It's not even funny. But that's why he's on CNN. CNN is, is the home to pukes. It really is. Go
2: ahead. Same thing seems to be
0: happening here where Biden... Did you hear the little Yiddish there, Mr. <laughs> happening there. I heard it. Either that or he's got a uh, drumstick caught in his throat. Go ahead.
2: And his people have said they fear the most in terms Hmm. of being an opponent has been the object of these perhaps uh, dirty tricks. the
0: hell is this clown rambling on about? You know why he does this show, Mr. Producer? Because he gets to sit in the green room beforehand. People need to know there's a green room. It's not really green. It's whatever it is. And typically they'll have like a plate of donuts. Or something. I think this guy goes on CNN so he can get free donuts. Don't you, Mister Producer? Sits in there with the with the donuts in his hand, shoveling in his mouth like a hamster. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Carl! It's time to come on there. I'm
10: reading a Boston creep. Can't come, can't come on right now.
0: No, no, come on. Come on, please come on. Otherwise, we got to bring Anna What's-Her-Face on, you know, the big mouth. We need you to come on. okay, let me swallow this stuff. I think he comes here for the donuts, I really don't. Why else would you go there? There's no other reason to be on CNN. CNN and MSNBC, that's where people with journalism degrees or former Democrats go to retire. Look at this guy, Wolf Blitzer. He's half-retired already. He's half-retired. I think, uh, you know, when they say, what is his show? I don't even know the name of his show. I don't don't even know how he stays on the air. Does anybody watch this guy? Wolf Blitzer? Does anybody know any story, real story, news story that Wolf Blitzer ever broke? I can't think of one. Nope, not one. Anything he's ever said that's made any sense? No, I no, can't say I have anything profound. No, can't say. At least with a guy like Brian Helter Stelter, he's a jackass. So you know he's a jackass. You know he's a jackass every day. Say, yeah, of course he said that statement. That must be Brian Stelter, a lying little. Anyway, that's Brian Stelter, or Dummy Lemon, with some racist comment. Oh yeah, that's Dummy Lemon. <clears throat> or Chris Cuomo oh Fredo sure that's right but Wolf Blitzer what did he say does he uh, I didn't know he was still with us Wolf I thought, you know sitting shiva I, uh, I guess I'm I guess I'm a little early alright I'll be right back Mark
1: Lovin
0: 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's L E V I N dot ncom or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. You know, Nancy Pelosi's secret health care plan is officially out. It's much worse than we thought. She's going to tell you her plan will lower drug prices. Well, folks, no, it won't. It'll drive drug companies out of business. It'll drive up the price of drugs. And we won't have new cutting-edge drugs. Remember how Obamacare was going to lower costs? How'd that work out? If federal bureaucrats decide that the drug costs too much under her plan, the maker of the drug will be forced to sell the drug at the price the government sets, or be retroactively taxed at at least 65% of the gross sales of that drug from the previous year, up to 95% of the gross sales. So they'll go broke. That's like calling an armed robbery a negotiation. Of course, a 95% assessed tax would kill any company and put it out of business. The government can tell private companies what they can charge for their products. It's the beginning of the end of the free market system a system that has attracted billions of dollars in investments to develop drugs people depend upon to help them live and to improve their quality of life. The Pelosi plan is a scam. Socialized medicine, another fraud and fantasy. It'll kill the investments needed to create tomorrow's miracle drugs and hurt our health care system, and most of all hurt you. I only hope House Republicans oppose this and vociferously should be dead on arrival for any Republican member. Folks, get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. Truehealthcarefacts.com. Mr. Producer, can you believe they're debating meatless meals to combat climate change on television? Some of you out there may be vegans, may be vegetarians, Maybe we should outlaw what you eat. Maybe we should outlaw lettuce. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? And we should outlaw tofu. That's right. Two can play this game. And let me tell you something. You eat a lot of lettuce and tofu, your uh, gaseousness goes up through the, uh, if that is a word, goes up through the clouds. Wouldn't you say, Mr. Producer? Mr. Producer would know. He eats like a rabbit. No, actually he doesn't. He eats the most greasy food imaginable. And it doesn't even upset your stomach. Well, there you go. So Jerry Nadler, I can't help it. These clips are unbelievable. Jerry Nadler is at a climate strike rally Friday in Washington, D.C., where a bunch of young white liberals are blocking traffic. They're obviously not working. They're stopping people in Washington who are working from going to work. And this is a protest. It is. You know, if the Tea Party had ever done anything like that, you know what they'd be calling us. And here's what this clown had to say. Cut 16. Go.
2: We have to start the pressure campaign to get rid of those ignoramuses in the Senate and the the ignoramus in chief.
0: Uh, Aren't you clever, you slob, you coward. You won't come on any of my shows because you are an ignoramus, a.k.a. ignoramus. This is how he talks. Let's go to cut 15. Go.
2: I have a 13-month-old granddaughter. And when I look at her, I get terrified.
0: Listen to this guy. He's putting down his own granddaughter. He looks at his granddaughter, and he gets terrified, Mr. Producer. What does she look like, for crying out loud? I mean, I have an almost 6-year-old granddaughter, a little over five and a half. I have an almost 2-year-old grandson. I don't look at them terrified. They're beautiful. This jerk looks at his granddaughter, and he's terrified. Go ahead. Because I
2: don't know if human life will survive 50 years.
0: Oh, you idiot. If the Islamo-Nazis get nuclear warheads with ICBMs, that's true. It's not the climate, you idiot. Good Lord. Hundreds of years from now, civilized man and women, they're going to look back on this as the Dark Ages. They really are. A regressive period they're going to look back and go, what the hell were these fools thinking? They'll have names for us. You know, they have Neanderthals and there's a of liberals. You know, we got the Neanderthals and then this and then, that, and then we get the liberals. The liberals. Climate change. They think they can control climate with straws and and hamburger meat. Uh, but they can't go ahead. We may face,
2: the climate scientists tell us, that we may face the sixth mass extinction in the history of the globe. What the
0: hell is this clown? This is scary. He's the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee? What scientists? Professor Erwin Corey? What scientists? That uh, we may be facing the sixth mass extinction in the history of the globe. You don't stop eating hamburgers and stop using plastic straws. Well, how do we fix that? Surrender your liberty and your wealth and your property to the government. They'll fix it. because course, you'll starve to death. That's one way to prevent pollution. This is insanity. Go ahead.
2: If the oceans acidify, which they're beginning to do, it will destroy... Did he say
0: acidify? Yeah, you know, the oceans acidify which they're beginning to do. Now, this guy, I'm sure, I'm sure he's been on a beach, like a beached whale, may I say, every now and then, tiptoeing into the ocean. You see guys like this in their speedos. It's grotesque. You know what I'm talking about, Mr. Producer? Used to go to Atlantic City. They'd walk up and down the uh, beach near the ocean like uh, like to Mr. America. They look like they're having quadruples. Quadruples. <laughs> I hate listening to the top of the news that I have to listen to on the network. Just yes, so left wing stupid. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. 877 381 3811. 877 381 3811. should go back to eating raisinettes during the top of the hour. You know where the best raisinettes are? They don't even call them raisinettes, Mr. Producer. Those really big, plump ones. Costco. You ever get them there? Oh, my. No, I'm not getting paid for this. am just telling you the truth. I'll be on Hannity, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Well, the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen, all the news that's fit to print, not really print, there's a word that rhymes with print, but it doesn't really rhyme with print. It begins with an S. That doesn't rhyme with print. From our friends at Breitbart. Now here's the thing about the Breitbart website. They are constantly attacked. (laughs) It's the strangest thing is being anti-Semitic and alt-right and everything like this. Among the biggest supporters of the state of Israel. That you can imagine. So this is in Breitbart. And they're commenting on the New York Slimes. By Harris Alec. Another high-level employee of the New York Slimes made racist, anti-Semitic, and disparaging comments on social media. And notice how it's become so routine that it doesn't even upset people. Jasmine Hughes. Oh, Jasmine Hughes? An associate editor of the New York Times Magazine has made a series of racist and anti-Semitic comments on social media over a multi-year span. A number of the tweets came from Hughes' personal account, which is associated with her Times email, after she was hired by the outlet in April 2015 and continued well into 2017. Well, I think they ought to make her the uh, managing editor. Breitbart News has been able to confirm the authenticity of the tweets, which are still visible on Hughes's page at the time of the publication of the story. While Twitter has not officially verified Hughes' account, Her official New York Times website biography links to the account, confirming it is, in fact, hers. I'm only going by the story. They go on. Hughes is a high-profile New York Times editor. Forbes highlighted her on its 2018 30 Under 30 list of influential media figures. I think now what we need from uh, Forbes is 30 Under 30 anti-Semites and bigots who are now in the mainstream media. The Business Magazine even conducted a brief interview with her where she promoted herself as a champion of, quote, diverse storytelling, unquote, in the words of Forbes. Hughes is only the latest Times employee to be exposed for making controversial and racially offensive statements they write. In recent months, the paper has been rocked by multiple instances of such behavior at its top editorial ranks. Although most of the tweets center around everyday interactions, a few have pointed to political overtones. Hughes appears to have been particularly irate with white people for electing President Donald Trump. Late on election night 2016, shortly after it became clear Trump had won the presidency, Hughes took to social media to state she had not been so angry at white people since having learned of Drake and Taylor Swift's short but ill-fated relationship. Another tweet that Hughes sent in the days following the election seemed to imply she blamed white women for Trump's victory, an argument that Times itself made the morning after the election. So you suburban women, you white suburban women, you're a problem no matter how you look at it, apparently. Hughes continued making disparaging tweets (coughs) about white people and Jews well into 2017. Her most recent came in June 2017, when the editor claimed, quote, Jews are indeed good with money. Hmm. Well then. Time and again, I find myself reflecting on America's only good white woman, Katie Ledecky. Jasmine Hughes, May 19, 2017, apparently, reportedly. Now, even prior to joining the New York Times, Hughes had a history of controversial comments and writings. In February 2015, shortly before being hired by the Times, Hughes stated the working title of a piece she had just authored for the New Republic was What Can Take Your Freedom But Can't Take a Joke? White people. All right, I can go on. Jasmine Hughes is welcome to come on the program. If she didn't say these things, didn't post these things, we want to hear from her. If she did, we'd love to have a discussion with her as well. I believe in equal time. For people of this uh, mentality, so they can defend themselves. Or if they never posted these things, to explain that they didn't post them. Then we have this. New York Times staffer apologized after racist homophobic tweets surface from Je- Joseph Wolfson. Fox News. Another staffer from the New York Times has been swept into a viral controversy after all tweets featuring racial and homophobic slurs resurfaced. You know, this is amazing, this New York Times. What do they go out of their way to hire people like this? They must. Maybe the ownership, too. Gina Chirellus, C H E R E L U S, an editorial assistant, according to her Lincoln page, has been a researcher and fact checker for the gray lady since April, deleted several tweets and issued an apology late Tuesday after Newsmax John. Cardelio shared screenshots of her offensive tweets. I'm not sure when this was written. Doesn't really matter. Five days ago. I've deleted offensive tweets from when I was in college nearly a decade ago. I am truly sorry, she wrote. In a pair of tweets from 2012, Sharilla slammed Asian nail salons, quote-unquote, saying, quote, they feel effing entitled and don't know anything but basic ghetto S. I'm not saying all Asians aren't able, but this can really cause you to make hasty generalizations, she wrote. She used a Hispanic slur against another Twitter user who appears to be a friend of hers, calling her a a wetback. Times staff also used several homophobic slurs, including F's and D's and N queer. I don't even know what that means. This caught the attention of Donald Trump Jr., who blasted the Times for hiring another bigot. And he's right. Another day, another bigot exposed at the New York Times. Are they ever going to do anything to address the rampant hatred at their paper? I can tell Don Jr. no. It starts at the top, and it went on for decades and decades. And who can forget Tom Wright Pearsanti. Remember him? Senior staff editor at the New York Times for politics. Whatever happened to this guy? This is an article from August twenty second, 2019, by Matt Boyle over there, again, at Breitbart. Breitbart and others are exposing the anti-Semites and bigots at the New York Times. I think the New York Times might be alt-right, Mr. Producer. What do you think? Maybe they're alt-right. Remember him? Crappy Jew year? Happy Jew year? Crappy Jew year? Oh yes, we remember him. And... uh Another one, December 2009, a photo of a vehicle with what looks like a menorah, culturally and religiously associated, obviously, with the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah on the roof of the car. And he tweets, who called the Jew police? That was a funny one, don't you think, Rich? And uh, there you have it. That's only what we know. You would think they'd be especially careful, given their horrific history. Of covering up the Holocaust, for years and years, that they'd be very careful at the New York Slimes, you know. And yet, look what slips through their hiring practices over there. We want resources. Our human resources department. We're always on the lookout. We want diversity, and we we want to make sure nobody's discriminating except the Jews, you know. The Jews, are, whatever. Well, look at those two cartoons. It's as if Hitler himself drew those cartoons. Oh, they slipped through our editor. Sorry, what? Hey, slip through our editor, you know. We promise we won't run them anymore. Oh, okay. Promise accepted. And then, of course, they have their subscribers, liberals all. Especially in New York. They can do nothing wrong, the New York slimes. In my view, they can do almost nothing right. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Wisconsin, the great W-S-A-U. How are you?
11: Hi, Mark. This is my third time calling you. Thank you. Um, yes, I enjoy your show because I learn a lot. Thank you. But I am fired up. You Yes. Been, and we, the other day you said we need to be offensive.
0: We need to be what? Be what did I say?
11: Offensive. We cannot be in defense all the time. That's we right. We be offensive.
0: And I, I really oh. do frown upon hosts on TV and radio who don't think these things are big deals. I mean, we have to fight them, each and every one of these phony issues. We can't, oh, you know what, you know. No, you got to be engaged. You have to be an activist. Go right ahead.
11: This is my idea. I yes. know a lot of independents and Democrats <clears> and, um, that kind of, they vote for these politicians not because they, wanna, they want them to cover up the, the ice and the stealing, they want them because sometimes they think they're going to help the poor, they're going to be a nice... Well, wow, like, they're
0: certainly going to increase the number of poor, aren't they?
11: I, I agree with you, but that, that's their view. But yes, they yes. don't like corruption. And we need to call in those good Democrats and independents to call to the, for this cover-up.
0: Yes, I I agree with you, Carolina. Thank you very much for your call. I agree completely. Greg, Bettendorf, Iowa. The great W K E I. How are you, sir? How you doing, Mark? God bless. Ah, uh, this really is my buddy your, your Greg. You're
10: light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you. Ninety-three years old. Depression. It's World War II. Korea.
0: God bless.
10: And I'm still still fighting, fighting like hell. Thank you. It. uh... I I can't. I just can't take these guys sitting down. They're arrogant. They're arrogant. Mm -hmm. They're ignorant. They're evil. They're corrupt. They're anarchistic. Mm -hmm. They're self-aggrandizing, self-serving people who literally throw anything out there, trash, and it's completely absorbed by a, a, a public that is ignorant with respect to what it takes to run our great United States.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: they're satisfied just with let's listen to what the guys say this stuff with biden for instance he absolutely is uh, he said it himself he's confirmed that he has had negotiations of of consequence with with the chinese with the with the folks over in russia uh can you imagine uh that uh willie Bur- uh, bulger's uh bulger's uh Kids, let me
0: let me let me tell everyone you're talking about. His nephew was in business with Kerry's stepson and with Biden's son.
10: Everything I believe we're entitled to hear some things, for instance, the Hillary problems, Benghazi, thousands of emails, uranium bills, speaking fees, etc. etc. I don't think we're entitled to hear what Trump says to foreign dignitaries. I'm insulted. When Obama says, wait until I'm elected, reelected, and I'll be able to work with you. I think that's a, a gross insult. Mm-hmm. There's a need for a national application of justice. We're being destroyed from within. Uh, what, are we, what are we saying to the world about us? Mm-hmm. There's, <clears throat> as Reagan says, freedom... Uh, never is more than a generation from extinction. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not passed to children by inheritance. Uh, It's passed to them so that they might do the same thing that we did before and are continuing to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Greg, uh, beautifully put, beautifully put. I'm so honored you're out there in my audience and so honored you call into the program and you continue to take care of yourself. We want to keep hearing from you. And God bless you, my friend. Zeke, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, XM Satellite, Go.
12: Good evening, Mark. Hey, Mark. Before I get started, I got to tell you your greatest show ever was about this time last year when you was telling the story about your parents and their store and their business and their little archery things and everything like that.
0: That's not my but
12: that that was the greatest show ever, I think. But hey, sir. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what. This is a preemptive strike by Hillary Clinton. Believe me or not? Okay, because. She just had that secret meeting last week, and the timing is so obvious that she's jumping in to the camp that's going to support Elizabeth Warren. You just said a little bit ago they don't want Biden to be the guy, so now they can do two things. They can try to take Biden out just like they try to take – and she's done this before with Obama, with the birther thing. She did it with the uh, dossier with with, uh, Trump last time around, and now they're trying to do it again with this collusion stuff, and they don't want Rudy going over there and getting investigating because it will come back to the Clinton's dirty campaign last time around with, uh, with Ukrainians also. So
0: you think it's Clinton?
12: Absolutely. Absolutely, mm-hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt. It goes right back then. The timing is so, you know, obvious. She just had this secret meeting with Elizabeth Warren last week, and then three days later this secret story comes out about somebody that knows somebody that did something. It's the same thing that we've seen with the uh, Obama birther thing. We see the same thing with the dossier. All rumors and innuendo. and Somebody said something, but here it comes again. And then the liberal media jumps right along. All on.
0: right, my friend. We got you. Thank you, Zeke. I much appreciate it very much. Well, let's go ahead and take Anthony in Queens, New York, the great WABC who just popped in. Anthony, how are you?
4: Hi, the great Denali. How are you? I just wanted to thank you, as usual, for always sticking up for us guys in law enforcement. And I'm just sick and tired of all the fake stories with this guy already. It's amazing. I I really think if they took the gloves off and let him expose them for all the the fraudulent stuff that they have, he'd win 40 states next year. Mm -hmm. It's just, it gets to the point. You
0: you make an interesting point. If they would actually report the news and this man was actually not berated and undermined and burdened with all this, uh, I agree with you. He'd be an exceptionally popular president, more more than most people think.
4: And, Mark, I just want to thank you guys for also putting on the podcast. Sometimes there's one officer. Next thing I know, the week after, there's two officers. And now at lunchtime the other day, was four officers listening to your podcast at lunchtime. So it's the best thing that you guys ever did. So thank you're, you, guys. You're very
0: kind, Anthony, and God bless you and all. You're NYPD, I take it?
4: No, New York State courts.
0: Well, New York State courts, Criminal give Court. every, Criminal Court. give everyone my best.
5: I will, sir.
0: All right, take care of yourself. Now I'm hungry. All people have to say is lunch or dinner, then I'm hungry. It's really that simple. Don't forget, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be on Hannity tonight. I think the vice president actually follows me. I'm sure it was recorded. I know there's a football game on now. Don't waste your time. Who is it? The Redskins and what, Mr. Bidus? I don't even know. The Brown, No, it's not the Browns. They just played and lost. He doesn't know. Why am I asking you? If it's not the uh, Steelers, uh, you don't know. All right, I'll be right back.
1: Him for middle ground? There is no middle ground. Talk with Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811.
0: Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale Colleges launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice, series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. This was the view of Aristotle, too. Rejecting the idea that we have nothing to learn from the past, Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government, and advance the cause of constitutionalism and liberty in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale educates thoughtful students so they might perpetuate liberty. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. I want you to check out their website. For yourself, for your parents, for your grandparents, for your children and your grandchildren. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. You know, last week we didn't have enough time with Andrew Pollack and his very, very important book, Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endangered America's Students. And he is not getting the time that he really deserves on most other so-called news uh, platforms, uh... Andrew Pollack, welcome back. How are you?
4: Oh, thanks, Mark. Thanks for, have, thanks for having me back on.
0: Well, you were just getting into this issue of policy and what policies you thought would work, and then you you were getting into the issue of, of all this gun control uh, talk and how that wouldn't have made a difference. So I wanted you to go ahead and pursue your thoughts.
4: Well, you know, this book, I just want everyone to know that, you know, I lost my daughter. I didn't even... I don't even say I lost. She was murdered. So uh, when people say you lost her, she died. I I correct them, because dying is something that's like could be peaceful, and my daughter didn't die. So and she would want it, all your listeners and everyone in this country to know why she, and what happened. So everybody in the news now, everyone, all you hear is background checks, background checks from from Democrats, and it's pretty sad. Even Democrats that lost kids in shootings are pushing for these background checks. But when I looked into the policies in in Broward, uh, that that wouldn't have made a difference because he didn't have a background because of policies implemented by by liberalism and by Democrats pushing an agenda to end the school-to-prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. For instance, he threatened kids' lives at the school, wasn't arrested. He trespassed at the school never was arrested. He, uh, he threatened to shoot the school up, Mark, and he mm-hmm. wasn't arrested. You know what I mean? He, yes, he sir. Tried to, he tried to commit suicide. On his 18th birthday, he had three interventions, the uh, threat assessments, three in one week. If they would have committed him as the Baker Act, where it went to the full extent of the law, he would have mm-hmm. went on his background. So if they don't arrest kids that are violent when they threaten people's lives or or commit crimes, it doesn't go on their background. So background checks don't work. So, you know, I I take it personal because I want solutions so parents don't have to feel like I do. So a background check, look at the Dayton shooter, Mark, uh, same thing. Threatened kids' lives, had a rape list, never arrested. So I don't understand these Democratic policies that they want to push. Of not holding kids accountable when they're a, when they're a threat, who are they protecting?
0: Now, what would you do to strengthen the uh, the schools and the protection and so forth?
4: Well, first of all, what we did in Florida, it, security's like. Look, I'm talking like I'm a security expert, but I am because what happened, mm-hmm. and and I could tell you from what Governor Scott at the time he put that MSD commission together to look into all the failures. What would be very important is. Allowing personnel at the school to go through that hundred and forty hour course to be able to be armed at the school uh, and that's voluntary uh, Democrats don't want you to really know the truth that it's very intense it's almost a month long the class and half the half the teachers that volunteer actually flunk out it's that it's that intense so that would make a big difference in schools uh to have someone right there. Uh, to handle a situation, because when my daughter, uh, everyone, you know, everyone talks about the Second Amendment. I'm such a proponent of the Second Amendment now, because my daughter was on the third floor. They've, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of calls to 911, and no one came to help her, Mark. You know what I mean? She's on the third floor. Where's the police? Where's the cavalry coming? You're supposed to dial 911, and now they expect me with their platform to turn over my guns and not be such a proponent of being able to protect myself do you think i would want i would let my kid or family be a victim like they did to my daughter on that third floor no one no, should. no and and it's horrible you know uh when you think about it about what they want to do and and the platform but i i urge every parent out there mark if, if they're listening or uh, your followers to mm. read my book because it's so important uh, what, what environment you put your kids in, you know security people ask me you know security is only i would say it 's like thirty percent mark like the, the, the single point of entries, the locks on the doors, mm-hmm. the armed guards that 's thirty percent when they put emotionally disturbed kids in the classroom with your kid that 's an environment i would, not one parent would want their kid in,
0: mm-hmm. and, and
4: I did it. I put my daughter in an environment where it 's okay to have emotionally disturbed children. Uh, that that uh it's, they call it oppositional defiant disorder that's like another word for a psychopath that's a, a juvenile and they put them in the schools and and it's throughout the whole country you know you, you know, know andrew when,
0: when you when I was a kid, they actually separated these kids out and and now they assimilate everybody into the same classroom because they don't want to create a stigma and so they create these circumstances that you're talking about. Putting, putting kids in the general population who should not be in the general population for a variety of
4: reasons. Yes, and you take, then you take the, uh, the policy of uh, not holding kids accountable for multiple crimes. And then you take kids that, and we're not talking like special needs, a kid with dyslexia or right. uh, autism, or, or just and a kid's not disruptive, those kids we want to help.
0: But You're talking about kids. dangerous kids.
4: Yeah. And they they mainstream these kids and they don't tell you like I didn't know they had to frisk this guy every morning before school mm-hmm. and, and they don't tell the parents. He was so dangerous. He, he was he wasn't allowed in the school with a backpack, but they let him in the school with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just and this is something I got to live with. But every parent owes it to themselves. Not to put their kid, child, or, or grandchild in a school like let,
0: that. Let me, let me ask you a question, a personal question, yeah. if, if you're willing to.
4: Yeah, I, go ahead, Nothing affects me no more.
0: Every night when you're going to bed, I imagine this really weighs on you very,
4: very heavily. Uh, to, it's all day, bro. It's all day, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was just that night when I was going to sleep. It's every yeah. picture. Could you... It affects me every time I see a father and a daughter. How often do I see that all day long? You know yeah, what I mean?: Yes. Uh, everywhere you go, even little girls you know that I see, it, I, I think of my daughter that what I'm missing out on, and it's, it's, I can't even describe the pain that a, a, a parent goes through with losing a child, And to lose it with such people that are so incompetent, it angers me. Mm-hmm. To, to no extent, like like I wrote a note to the president. He's going to get my book, Mark, uh, this week. He's be at the U.N. Mm-hmm. I told him what the Democrats do to him is only words what they do to him. Mm-hmm. And what they did to me is the worst possible thing. They took my daughter from me, these Democrats, and I blame them because it's their policies. And I want him to see what they did, these unethical bureaucrats in Broward, and I want him to fight for Meadow. Every day when he wakes up, when he see, when he hears what they say about him, just think about Meadow and get the strength to fight for all of us Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what he's doing, our president. He has to fight every day because I witnessed it in the White House how the how the press treats him. I just witnessed it how the press treated me. Not one mainstream media channel put Mr. Pollock on to mm-hmm. talk to say the truth of what happened in Parkland, not the BS with the gun control. Not, not all that. Not with the background checks. Not with background checks for ammunition. None of that would have made a difference, and they wouldn't put Mr. Pollock on, whose daughter was murdered in mm-hmm. Parkland. It, it, it's despicable.
0: Let me ask you this: What about your sons?
4: My sons, they're, you know, they're they're with me all the time, and uh, they're doing a great job. My son uh, was in D.C. He interned with Senator Scott. He's a big advocate for uh, school safety. He's conservative. Uh, you know, I raised my kids right. They see that what, what really happened. They're able to look at the facts. That's my son, Hunter. And my other son, Huck, he's at uh, FAU. He's uh, doing finance. But, at, you know, I, I have to see my, you know, it's one thing, Mark, I got to deal with the pain of losing a daughter. But then you even think about your son's and they what they got dealt you know what i mean there's not nothing i would do for my kids and they got to get dealt with a hand like this that no one should ever get uh, get dealt and it was all avoidable you know uh, that in broward and a lot of these mass shootings are avoidable if you just arrest people when they make threats and and you commit people that are uh, uh, mentally ill that are violent and, and they and they threaten people too. They're a danger to themselves. W- what are we not committing these people for? So they you, they need backgrounds. Well, so Andrew, a big difference.
0: I, I want to tell you something. <clears throat> you are a very very important voice in this country. You didn't ask to be, you certainly didn't, and but you are. You're also very courageous. You're swimming against the tide, but you're telling the truth. And throughout history people who tell the truth, you know, have to be very courageous because the uh, the mindset out there is just different. And uh, I I can't tell you, and I'm speaking for millions of people who are listening, uh, how sorry I am about the loss of your daughter and how you lost your daughter, what this has done to you and your family. Uh, I often think if I lost a child, how I would react, and I don't think I'd be as strong as you and I want my audience, and Mr. Producer, go ahead and put this book up again on my social sites. Folks, I want you to go on Amazon right now. This is a very, very important book that Andrew has written here. It comes from his heart. It comes from his head. Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endangered America's Students. Please get the book and read the book. And Andrew, God bless you. And I wish you all the best. I really do.
4: Thanks so much, Mark, for having me on and getting this message out to families uh, to really know the truth of what happened to Meadow and why Meadow died. Thank you.
0: And God bless you. Take care of yourself. And he doesn't want this to happen again, (coughs) which is why he's written this book. He's reaching out to each and every one of us. I have the book. It's a remarkable book by a remarkable man who suffers every damn day. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, only one week left for the summer inventory clearance sale from Chaminet. And right now when you order Genesil Drawn Line Treatment, you'll get the classic Genocel for bags and puffiness free. That's right, free today. Here's Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama, raving about the results she saw with Genesel. OMG, I love this product. I saw a difference almost immediately and would recommend to everyone, if they have a problem with their jawline, to get it. All Genesel products are amazing. So it's time to stock up, folks, on the best skin care or try the luxury and effectiveness of Genesel at the best prices of the year right now. Results are guaranteed, or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. That's a biggie. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Order now, and their legendary collagen builder is also free. So call 800-SKIN-604, as I'm speaking, 800-SKIN-604, or com. That's three free gifts with your order. Only one week left, so order right now. 800-SKIN-604... 800-SKIN-604 or com. All right, let's see who's out there. Man, the board is full. Let's go to Jelsey, Pensacola, Florida, the great WCOA. Go. Hey,
9: Mark. Good evening. Good evening. Great show, and um, I'm very, really upset. I'm
0: having trouble hearing you. Speak right into the mouthpiece, please. Uh
9: can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. I'm very disappointed that the Republican Party keeps coming out with all these different things and they don't take no action. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. correct. It's time to stand. I feel like going to march in D.C. I'm very upset with the Republican Party. They're not standing for Trump at all.
0: Well, why aren't they holding hearings in the Senate on Biden right now? I mean, where where is the city of Mitt Romney? You oh, know, absolutely. he doesn't talk out against Biden. No, he talks out against Trump. He's got a little psycho issue going on there, I'm afraid.
9: And, uh, you know, Mark, uh, I went to communism as a 15-year-old girl with a machine gun in my chest that I thought I was going to die in 1973 in Chile, September 11th. And uh, this radical people... I have never seen the Democrat Party like it is now. And I've been talking to a lot of people. I own a small business here in Pensacola. And let me tell Mm -hmm. you, a lot of the young people are brainwashed, including a businessman today. He goes, oh, you're a Latina. They're going to deport you. And I said, no, I came the legal way. And I'm not going to be deported if you do things the legal way. And Joe Biden and the rest of the clan. Are doing so
11: many things illegals
0: in this country. In their Why, let's ways. just call as the Biden family is is corrupt.
9: They they're are.
0: corrupt. These, these things don't just happen. Millions lining their pockets and so forth. The Biden family's corrupt. The Democrat Party's corrupt, and they're circling the wagons around these guys. And uh, so are the media, because the media are corrupt. They just are. Yeah, they uh,
9: They must hate their country, uh, Mark because no
0: no no you don't understand they love it that's why they keep attacking it that's why our history began in 1619 you see with slavery they love our country
11: you're funny uh
9: but i love the way how you stand and let me tell you when you come to a hannity show i don't miss it for nothing well don't forget
0: in 30 minutes i'll be there
9: Mark, this is funny because I tell my husband, "Watch, watch when he takes that eyeglass boy; he goes to
0: town." <laughs> well, you I, know what? You know why I do that, by the way, because uh-huh. I'm nearsighted, meaning I have trouble seeing far. So, I, I look in the camera with the glasses, and then when I want to check, you know, a few notes I make to myself, because I don't just go on there and uh, and blow steam and hot air and so forth. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. Uh, like during the course of this program, I have to take the glasses off to read what I wrote.
9: Uh, whatever the reason is, I love it. I told my husband, okay, there's the glasses coming off. Let's, well, thank let's you. get ready.
0: You're very kind. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all. I'm blessed to have you out there. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all you folks who keep us safe. And I'll see you at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, in other words, in 30 minutes. So I'm leaving the bunker and running to the Reagan studio right now. God bless. God bless.